The more you keep your vision in front of you, the easier it is to do the daily work and overcome obstacles. What's up everybody? This is Marissa Johnson and welcome to Tournament Talk. And I have a very special guest today. She is actually one of my friends that I met from Instagram. So loving making those social media connections. But I'd love to welcome Grace Melrose. Hello Hi, Grace. Yes, oh, yes. I like that. Yeah, I well, I wish I had one of those soundboards that, you know, you could press the buttons and be like, "Ah, oh, applause." You know, but maybe that could be your like two-year plan. Yeah. Goal for your podcast. They do that on the radio station, so I was like, anyways, but um, a little bit of background about Grace, you guys. So Grace is um the owner of Tennis Girl Nation. And it is a super amazing community. Um, her kind of goal in life and everything is to help um, women tennis players, girls and women to just feel like they have a purpose and that they can do anything that they set their mind to. And um, today's focus, if you didn't tell from the quote, is all about vision. So um, she's going to bring a little bit about her Tennis Girl Nation uh, um stuff into this conversation but uh before we get into everything grace can you please tell the audience a little bit about your background about your i guess about your tennis background yes absolutely i would love to is there, that was a great intro um so i started playing tennis when i was seven years old and um i just kind of started playing recreationally i promise i'm not going to give you the whole rundown um but i remember a distinct moment when i was 12 years old and I was at the Indian Wells tournament, which I think was canceled this year, which is such a bummer. It's one of my favorite tournaments. Um, I was at the Indian Wells tournament, and I watched this girl play. I want to say she was top 200 in the world, maybe top 100. And I just, it just really hit me like, I can play like that. So I remember actually telling my dad, Dad, I can play like that. I can do that. And maybe I really couldn't at the time. <laughs> like, I was 12, you know. But I think that that moment and that memory uh, was really where I started to love tennis and, and really start to be passionate about it. And so from the time that I was 12 years old, I wanted to start playing professionally. Um, I had a little bit of a non-traditional route to that because my, my dad's a pastor, so he was working on the weekend. They couldn't travel with me. We also had like a pastor's income. So, you know, my parents didn't have the money to get me to travel the amount that I needed to um, for my tennis. So I had a little bit of an untraditional route. But, of course, I ended up playing professionally when I was 18. I opted to go the professional route instead of going to college. Um, at the time, I didn't know if it was a good decision. Looking back, I am so happy that I did it uh, just because my, my story is unique and it's not like anybody else's. And that's something I tell the tennis players all the time. You know, don't compare yourself to another person's journey. But I ended up playing pro tennis for three years, uh, took a little break in there, coached, and uh, just did some other stuff in life and then ended up playing professionally again. I want to say about four or five years ago. So that's my whole kind of tennis overview. Okay, I love that. Um, that's amazing. I can just tell how passionate you are about tennis. And um, obviously, I can kind of see a little bit of the vision that you had. You know, um, let's talk a little bit about that daily work and those obstacles. So you obviously created this quote that I said at the beginning because... It's an amazing quote, but um, tell us a little bit about the obstacles you've had and just what what do you mean daily work? Like, tell us 
about that experience? Yes. So I think, you know, for me, my vision, um, of course, was to play professional tennis. But more than that, it was reaching my full potential, which is something we've talked about, Marissa. It's so important as a tennis player to have that goal that's not necessarily a ranking, but just like wanting to maximize my full potential. So that was my goal. I wanted to reach my, you know, my highest level. I really believed and still believe, you know, that that is a really high level and it's a top 200 in the world. So that was my goal. Um, but, you know, first things first, you have to get your ranking. So, um, you know, you talked about the obstacles. I think I think losses um, and, you know, not reaching my expectations were two of the biggest obstacles I faced, especially when I played professionally. So I really wanted, you know, again, that's that step to be top 200 in the world is first getting your ranking. And I, for the life of me, could not get my ranking for the first three years that I played professionally. Now, I was really young. I maybe played a little bit too early. I was traveling on my own at age 18. Yeah. So I wasn't prepared for it. But I think I think the biggest obstacles were the losses. And what people don't realize about tennis is unless even even the greats, even if you if you are not winning a tournament every single weekend, you are losing every single week. That is extremely difficult, no matter what age you are. Yeah. And so I think my biggest obstacles were the losses I encountered and not getting that ranking and really knowing, okay, I have the potential to be at this level. But it's not showing. Um, and one thing I want to say about my vision is, you know, of course, I ended up playing again and playing pro- professionally again when I was 25. I got my world ranking within a calendar year of playing. And so if I had, I know it was such a great feeling. And, you know, I think it was like a thousand in the world. But people don't realize how hard it is, men's and women's tour, just to get a ranking. You know, right. The money investment, the financial yeah. investment that it takes. So just I to think, get a point. Um, you know, I think if I had given up on that vision, I wouldn't have experienced that success of ultimately getting that world ranking, um, which is why I believe vision is so important. If I didn't have that vision in my mind of my ranking, of my, my full potential as a tennis player, I would not have had that moment of, you know, having my world ranking. So I can so totally relate to, like, everything you're talking about because, yes. I mean, I didn't go at it at the fullest extent that you did um just finance wise you were able to go for like years and years and trying to get this ranking so um I'm curious though this vision you you keep referring to a vision now is it an actual vision that you had like some some picture in your brain and you saw yourself like you know at the U.S. Open or doing something or or was it just kind of like something that you knew was going to happen like can you tell us about the what does the vision look like, I guess? That's a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. So I guess I do have to make it a little more simple. Um, it was not something I had in my mind. It was not like a picture I had uh, or something I saw in the future. It was simply a belief about what the future could look like. Oh, so I, I love that. I think that's what vision is. I think it's a belief about what the future could look like. Right. And, you know, at 12 years old, I didn't see myself walking on the court at USO, but I didn't see myself playing in Finland, some of the challengers I did. I simply held to a belief. Um, so I just, I think a belligerent, uh, a belligerent, that's, that's a new word. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. So I think a vision is just simply your belief about the future. Um, and really, and I think as you continue to put your belief in that vision, I think that picture starts getting created in your mind of what it could look like. So even in my recent years playing, you know, of course it did take on a mental picture. I did see myself walking on court at U.S. Open, yeah. um, what it would feel like, you know, what the energy would feel like, how it would feel warming up. So I think it can become a practical vision, but I think for me and what I really mean in that quote on vision, 
them is just creating a strong belief about what your future could look like. I love that. And honestly, I think that creating this vision is something that should happen daily, like, you know, meditating or, or you know, things that people do in the morning. Um, they have a goal in life probably pertaining to tennis. Um, yeah. And they have to think of that every day if they really want to connect to it and make it happen. Like, I, I believe that if you don't really have a vision, then maybe you'll wake up some days and say, like, what's the point? So I think it's a really good idea to, like, challenge anybody that's listening right now to just, like, hone in on what you believe your vision is. And so, like, do you have any tips for um, players that maybe they don't, feel like they have a vision right now like what can they do every day and how can they find their vision that is such a good question I really believe I actually talk about this um, a little bit in my tennis girl nation online academy but um, the really the first step to creating vision is being passionate um, when you're passionate about something that that vision is easy to come up with so whether it's tennis or something else you know I think the vision follows your passion so if you don't have that passion about tennis or something else, you know, how can you begin to create that passion? How can you begin to find out what you're passionate about? If you do know what you're passionate about, it's easy to create a vision. You just get out, you just get out your notebook and you write, you write out, you know, what would it look like if I could um, do something with this? What's in my heart to do? Um, and I think it's important to set a vision based on, not based on other people's expectations, you know, a spouse or your parents or your friends but really create a vision based on what you want in your heart. So I think it's just actually getting real with yourself, getting quiet with yourself and asking, you know, what do I want? Yeah. And I think when you ask what you want, then a vision can start to be developed. And listen, it takes a long time. You're not going to just write down one time and be like, I know my purpose in life. Right. I know my vision. But I think the more you commit to learning your craft, you know, tennis or something else, that vision is developed. I love that. That's Those are some great tips. I think that anybody listening definitely can feel like, you know, they might have some stepping stones then to take if they haven't really figured out. So then um, I think I got, like, one more question. So you went at it for uh, a few years. You got the WTA points. You finally got a ranking. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the success? And then also, is your vision, like, over for that professional tennis, or has it just shifted and changed completely? Oh my gosh, you asked some really good questions. I'll, hopefully, if I miss anything, just tell me. Um, my vision is not over completely. I think that your vision does kind of change as you go. Of course, with what I'm doing with Tennis Girl Nation Academy, um, that's definitely my passion for tennis has definitely branched off. Um, and I think you could probably agree with this, Marissa. Tennis is such a selfish sport. We're always taught about, you know, focus on yourself, you know, focus on your development. And because it's individual, um, there's this selfishness that can be created through the sport. And so, what I have loved about, um, you know, launching Tennis Girl Nation Academy is it's no longer just about me. It's about helping every single girl that's a part of our community to help her reach her full potential. And I think that's fulfilling because I've only ever really focused on my tennis career. So um, that's part of the vision now. I definitely um, want to still play professionally. I think I still have more in me. I think there's a big lie out there in the tennis community that there's an age cap that you have to be. Um, somewhere by the time you're age 18 or age 25, I'm right, years old, <laughs> and I still believe I have 10 amazing high-level years of tennis left in me, so I'm I just know. overcoming um, that limiting belief. Now, something I want to touch on that you asked earlier, Marissa.
vision actually helps you with your daily work ethic and putting the work in. Um, I think that when you have an idea of, okay, I could be playing in a, you know, if you're 14 years old watching this and you want to play in a national tournament and you've never played in the national tournament, you have to keep that vision, you know, your long-term vision, but you have to have a short-term vision. Yeah. What would it look like to reach that next step? So if you're 14 years old and you want to qualify for a national tournament, you know, seeing yourself at that national tournament six months to a year from now is going to be the motivating factor that helps you wake up in the morning yeah. and do that fitness workout and, and, you know, walk to the park and take serves even if you don't have any anybody to play with. Yeah. For you adult players, you know, it's it's just that extra, you know, set a goal for yourself. Even if you're an adult player and you, and you just love playing for fun and you want to get better, set a goal. And again, I, I'm kind of using goal and vision simultaneously here, but with that goal, it's going to motivate you to just, you know, to take serves when you don't feel like taking serves if yeah. you work out. So that's my answer. And if I miss anything, tell me. Um, no, I think, I think you got it. Um, I, uh, was curious to, um, now that your vision has shifted that we talked about, and I totally believe that vision, it, it kind of should constantly be changing depending on what you really want to make you happy, you know? Um, so just to top it all off, um, just curious, do you ever see yourself playing more professional tournaments? 100%. What? 100%. Yeah, I'm so excited about my tennis career. Um, I think it's important to have a goal. You know, you and I are both coaches and we both help other people, but it's so important to have a goal for your tennis because that's what keeps your love in the game. I definitely want to play professionally again. Um, you know, the sponsorship is something that we've talked about, Marissa. And yeah. You know, creating uh, streams of income to help fund that, but I definitely see myself playing professionally again. And I do want to say, you know, to you guys who are listening and watching this, yeah, to you guys who are listening and watching this, um, you know, it doesn't matter how big or small your vision is. Yours does not have to be playing professional tennis. Yours could be qualifying for a regional tournament. Yours could be, um, you know, beating a a player at a certain level. You know, maybe you're at 4-0 and you want to beat somebody that's a 5-0. Whatever that is for you, that's what's going to keep you keep you going forward. And Marissa, I've seen so many tennis players give up on their dreams because they didn't have a vision, because they didn't keep it in front of them. And so I just want to say, too, if you're listening this, to this, no matter what your dream is, it is a God-given dream. You are meant to do it. Um, do not give up on it. Keep the vision in front of you. And the more you keep that vision in front of you, and it's a non-negotiable, meaning you're not willing to give up on it, you will, you will reach that goal. It might take you 10 years, and you want it to take you two, but you will reach that goal. So just a word of encouragement for you guys listening uh, to keep that vision in front of you, and, and if you do, it will happen. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. That is just, like, the perfect way to close this podcast. Um, do you have some great questions? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you have some great answers. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, you guys, everyone that's listening, um, make sure you definitely go follow Grace on social media. Um, what's your Instagram that you want them to follow? Yes, Grace underscore Melrose. Okay, Grace underscore. Sounds like it sounds. Melrose, got it. Booyah. Yes. Uh, are you on Facebook? Are you on YouTube? Do you have any of that going or will you? You know what? I don't, well, I am on Facebook. I think there's a Grace Melrose page. You can go like that and be a part of that. I dropped some coaching um, for tennis, you know, how to enter for tournaments from basic stuff to like high level coaching I put on there. Uh, But I don't have a YouTube channel yet. So maybe I need to work on that. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm sure that everybody that's listening will totally go follow you. And you have definitely inspired um, many today. 
Thank you so much for joining Tournament Talk. Yes, thank you so much for us. It was awesome to be on your show. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to say sayonara for the podcast. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to have a clear vision and go for your dreams. Yes, bye guys.